Mike Green, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Andrew Beveridge, who's Associate Professor in the Department of Mathematics, Statistics, and Computer Science at McAllister College, and we're talking about research that he did with the Game of Thrones. So, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about the Game of Thrones? Don't tell us the whole story, because we don't have that much time, and the research that you did? Uh, sure. So Game of Thrones is this epic fantasy saga from George R. R. Martin, and it's a, a big show on TV right now on HBO. And the gist of it is there's these noble houses. Things start off at a time of peace, but then the king dies, and it sort of throws the whole continent into upheaval about who should be the next heir. And so it becomes this big saga with different competing factions playing this, what they call the Game of Thrones. So what we did mathematically was to look at the books as a network. And the reason for this is that the way the book plays out, there's not one uh, protagonist. There's lots of different main characters and people who watch the show and read the books often discuss, well, who are the most important people? Who is the protagonist of the book? And this seemed like a, a perfect opportunity to use network science, which looks at these complicated webs of interactions and and then uses the structure of all those interactions to figure out the different roles that people are playing. And you can identify certain people as being important in different ways, either by being connected to lots of important people or maybe being brokers of information because they're nicely placed in the network. When you think of standard books or like think of uh, the Lord of the Rings, you say, well, you know, that person's the hero. You know, that's Frodo. He's the hero. He's the protagonist. But it's not so easy with Game of Thrones. Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's sort of Frodo, and then uh, then there's Strider also. Aragorn is, is sort of another big one, and but it's basically between the two of them. But it really is Frodo's book. And yeah, Game of Thrones, it's not clear whose book it is. You start off thinking it's about Ned Stark in the original book, and then he, he has an untimely demise, and that really throws everything out the window. Yeah, so we almost have to wonder about putting spoiler alerts on our uh, Math Moment podcast because some people might still be catching up. We don't know. And, and now you mentioned we. So was this research you did with a student at McAllister? That's right. So my student, Jay Sean, uh, came to me actually proposing this project in, I guess it was fall 2013. So this was his senior capstone project, uh, and we worked on it all year. And at first, I was a little bit skeptical that his method might work out. But as we started analyzing the books, we got very, very high-quality networks out of what we were doing. And, and what we did was to parse the text and then connect two characters if their names appeared within 15 words of one another. And then with some data cleaning and some other things like that, we ended up with a network that really did match your expectations about what was happening in the saga. And that was, that was pretty great. Yeah, so the characters' names just have to be close. It's not necessary that the characters themselves are allies. Uh, correct. Yes. So, yeah, this could be an interaction, a negative or positive interaction. And it also could be that a third character is talking about two other characters, so they don't actually have to be present. But it means that they are thinking about one another, being compared to one another, or physically interacting or talking. And you also mentioned the different ways of measuring things. So that's the centrality measures for, the, for networks or graphs? Right. So there's lots of different ways to measure centralities, and there are some pretty intuitive ones to start off with, things like, well, if I'm connected to a lot of people, then I'm important. Or if I have a lot of interactions, then I'm important. But then you can get into some more subtle things. For example, PageRank is a really good example. That's something that Google used in its, it was one of its uh, founding ideas. And the idea is that the, the network itself tells you who's important, that you'll have nodes that are connected to other important nodes, and then you create this feedback loop, and then you get a more subtle and interesting way to measure whether somebody's important. 
Uh, and then another measure that comes out of sociology is this idea of betweenness. And so that means that you're on a lot of short paths between two people. So you can think about these folks as being connectors or as brokers of information, that if, if information has to travel through the network, this is the person that you have to go through. And that actually gives you power by being a middleman. And with all those measures, one character seemed to stand out. Correct, yes. Yeah. So in our original analysis, so Tyrion popped as the top choice in five out of six of these measures. And so if one was looking to crown a protagonist, then Tyrion won that contest. And he, he does seem to have a lot of fans. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I remember when I started off reading the books and I wasn't sure I was supposed to like him originally and when I was reading the first book. And then as it kept going on, I'm like, I'm, I think I am supposed to like this guy because he's, he's got a lot of flaws, but he also has the most modern perspective of a character in the book. He's very intelligent, but also, yeah, not quite of that world in a way, which is why people like him so much. That's Andrew Beveridge of McAllister College. And in part two, Andrew will talk about his future research other applications of network theory, and a velvet air dish painting that he has.